Welcome to the Definitive Guide to Profitable Scaling Margin, PSM, the single most important equation when it comes to growth and acquisition, especially in the digital space, but it has very little to do with digital marketing and far more to do with business development and can be used both in-house and out-of-house, online and in-person, because we're actually going to get down to the math of what it takes to really grow a business. We're going to debunk the concept of MER and ROAS. We're going to get down to the actual math and, most importantly, teach you how to scale your business. Let's go! First off, I just want to say thank you so much. I know you could literally be anywhere in the world right now, and you've chosen to spend your time with me. I want you to know that that means the world to me. I'm thankful, and I'm going to make sure that that is not a waste of your time feel free to subscribe please here smash the like it goes so far tell your friends if you have questions don't be shy and if you need any more support go to links.facebookdisruptor.com and grab anything you need and especially sign up for the newsletter let's get started so profitable scaling margin psm now this is really important because what we're actually doing is going to understand the margin between the cost to acquire a customer and the cost of the goods to actually run our business and the lifetime value of that customer. Now, this is infinitely more important than ROAS because ROAS is no context. It's a, it's a data point that doesn't actually mean anything. I was gonna use a lot of profanity, but I'm trying to be respectful. Basically, ROAS is built off of the idea that any one click, any one channel, any one effort deserves the credit and it's predicated on the concept of attribution. Now, attribution, we all know, is also nonsense. For instance, if you were to go and buy a car today, is it because of that car salesman? Or is it because of every TV commercial, every friend that you've seen, every billboard that's been going thing, everywhere that you've been, every car that you've seen on the road? No, there's a lot that goes into the reason that you make the purchasing decisions that you do. And very rarely, especially when it comes to Facebook ads, is it the very last thing you actually click on? Last click attribution, what we call bottom-up attribution, or the concept of attribution in general in digital marketing is a sales pitch that was developed over 30 years ago by vendors trying to convince people to come on advertise online back when that was a crazy idea. Now, the point of that is to say, you made a sale because of work I did. I deserve the credit. You spent 100 bucks with me, I gave you $500 back. That's a 5X ROAS, and that's great. However, that doesn't actually take into account much of anything when we start to focus in on real business metrics. For instance, you got me a 5X ROAS. Great. How many of those people also opened an email and clicked on it today? And how many of those people did a Google search? If we have a seven-day or 30-day attribution window, how many other touch points are getting credit for that sale? Now, not only is that the case, but how much is the product cost? So, for instance, if the product costs $150 to make and you sold five of them at for the $100 sale, so that's $20 CPA, $150 to make, well, that we're still doing well. But if email says they made four sales and Google says they made more, now you're trying to chase down, well, who gets credit for what? And ultimately, you might have actually spent $400 to make all of those products. And that effectively means that you lost a lot of money to get a really nice ROAS. Let me give you the most extreme version of a ROAS where I was able to drive a over 250X ROAS with Facebook ads. 
I was on the very initial drop of the lead gen ad unit. I was one of the very first people to do it. And we did it with Nissan cars. And the idea was, let me do a test drive. So if I can put your butt in the car and you test drive it, you might buy that car. Well, odds are that you actually did. And the math came back that one out of two people that signed up for a lead actually bought a car. Now, the amazing thing is we're basically saying, well, it costs $50 to get signed up for a lead. One out of two of them delivered a sale. So it cost me $100 to sell a car. That average car price was $25,000. Oh my God, what? Facebook is giving me a 250X ROAS. Clearly what we need to do is spend a lot more money there. And you know what they did? You know what they didn't do? Sell any more cars. Because Facebook's not the only reason that those cars were getting sold. And you see this happen a lot. As a matter of fact, I've actually been behind a lot of businesses that focused on ROAS so much, they almost went out of business because they focus on the profit per ad spend instead of the overall revenue volume. They focus on the profit for ad spend instead of the actual cash flow of the business. They focus on the profit for ad spend, not taking into account the fact they were spending in four or five different places. Ultimately, ROAS is a very nice number to make a marketer feel good, but the only person that cares about it is the marketer and sometimes some misinformed business owners. The people that don't actually care about ROAS, investment bankers finance departments, the people that do your fulfilling, the product team, the engineering team behind everything that you're doing. And most importantly, your actual bank account doesn't care about ROAS because ROAS isn't what makes your business go. Most importantly, something to remember here. If somebody can spend $20 at your store or they could spend 200, you might get a 1X ROAS on a $20 sale, and then you make one more sale and that person spends 200. Now, are you going to focus all of your energy on trying to drive more of that 10X sale that happened? Of course, that might be the thing you wanna do. That might be the focus you go. Now, is that actually possible? Of course it isn't. It's completely impossible to actually optimize towards that action because AOV has a lot to do with your ROAS. Your ROAS is basically AOV divided by CPA and completely neglects the fact that there are any operating costs, that the product itself might cost anything, or that's a, that is in any way a sustainable result. The fact is ROAS is basically, did we do well today? I don't know, did we? Well, we launched an email that brought us 10,000 in sales and in that email, as that email went, we also launched some Facebook ads, and basically we spent a thousand bucks today and made about twelve thousand in return. We have a row as of twelve. Can we do it tomorrow? No. Why? Because you can't sell that many people again on an email to the exact same audience, the exact same thing in another day in a row. So you've lost any ability to make actionable decision making. And that's really, really important. The other thing that we need to focus in on here is the fact that when you make a sale, you have not acquired a customer. Acquisition of a customer and making a sale are two extremely different things. You might make a sale to somebody, and if they never come back again, you might say, well, I've already paid to acquire that customer. I'm not going to pay to market to them again. Is that smart? Probably not. Do a lot of people do it? Absolutely. Why? Because they've been poorly trained or lied to by marketers that are really trying to focus on ROAS, where they're saying, well, we're not going to steal your ROAS. We're just going to acquire new customers, and then they can go after it with search, and then go after it with email, and they can go after it in many other ways to try to bring you incremental business. 
But do you care about incremental business or do you care about cash flow and the growth of your business? Do you want to struggle to get 10 new customers a day or make 10% more money every week? Those are two very different conversations. One of them is going to make you feel good and make your marketers sing, you know, sing their own praises. The other one's actually going to focus you towards an exit, which is probably why you started the business in the first place. And if it isn't, it's something you should really be looking to. So remember, kids, when we're looking at all of the data, ROAS is basically an ego boost for the marketer that is completely irrelevant to anybody actually focusing themselves towards the growth of any business. Because the number one person that doesn't care about ROAS at all is literally anybody looking at the books of the business. Now, I know that that's going to upset some people and I know it's going to confuse some people so please feel free to comment write me back dm me email me ask the question share this with your friends and please if you're still watching on this thing smash the like hit subscribe and share this with your friends because we're about to dive into even more now the actual math of psm profitable scaling margin, the most important equation in direct-to-consumer advertising, the thing you absolutely need to start running your business by if you want to stop struggling on $500 days and start focusing on $100 million projected growth for your business, which, of course, I'm not saying to try to sound smart. I'm trying to say this and get it across because I've legitimately grown seven and eight-figure businesses to eight and nine-figure businesses repeatedly for years after I learned these lessons, and I'm going to bring this on to you. What really matters is a very, very simple equation. Lifetime value divided by the sum of cost per acquisition and the cost for the goods sold. And what this really means is what is the lifetime value of that overall transaction? On average, how many of your transactions are new? What is the value of that customer? Now, we can get into actual customer growth and acquisition here in just a second, but let me break this down for you. For instance, if I know the lifetime value of my customer is $150 on average, and the CPA of my product, maybe it costs me 50 bucks to sell that product. And maybe that product itself costs me, let's say, 50 bucks to make. Now, the PSM would say, I've got a 50% opportunity. I've got a 1.5 PSM. However, let's say the AOV of that product is $30. Well, now our ROAS is less than one. Now, clearly, we need to burn the villages and, and completely abandon things because our ROAS is less than one, even though we're going to make 50 cents on every dollar that we spend. See where I'm getting at? ROAS is actually a useless metric if growing a business is your objective. If you want to boost your ego as a marketer, hey, focus on extraordinarily myopic figures that have nothing to do with business growth and lack complete context, and you'll make it to an entry-level position somewhere. And if you're a really good salesperson, you too can be responsible for the lack of growth of other businesses. Now, here's what we really want to be focusing on. How do we make that equation better? That is where we get really interesting. Now, you heard me say before, how many times is somebody likely to buy? Let's say this. Let's say 80% of sales are coming from new customers. And let's also say maybe 20% of customers buy a second or a third time. Great. What product, when we sell, are they more likely to come back and buy? Or better put, 
what is the best thing to sell to somebody to make them like the brand and want to come back and give us more opportunities to extract more money from them while giving them value as a customer of our business? That is where we actually have to focus because ROAS, again, loses the context of understanding what your hero products really need to be. PSM says, you're promoting five products. Four of them are a liability to your growth. If you focus on this one product where the average person that buys that product is more likely to come back and buy three more times. Now, maybe they buy a $50 product and their lifetime value is 150 because they're more likely to buy a $20 thing, a $30 thing, whatever. But that means you got three more chances to improve the AOV of every additional purchase. Now, say you're able to increase the AOV of those additional purchases by 10, 20, 50%. Now the LTV of that customer is going to a buck 60, a buck 80, maybe $200. How much money are you willing to lose on the first transaction if you know the average customer is worth 200 bucks? Let's use that same math. If it costs me $50 to make a sale and that product costs me 50 bucks, how much money do I need to make on that initial sale if I know that customer ultimately is worth $200? Well, the honest truth is I don't really need to make a penny. I could hand out $100 bills all day long and I would gladly do it if I know on average every $100 bill that I hand out comes back with one of its friends that looks exactly the same. If the lifetime value is $200, all I then need to do is focus on the products and offerings that are most likely to bring me that continuous customer journey that will ultimately most likely give me the chance to improve the LTV. Now, what's really great about all of this is the fact that we can then start to focus on the product offerings that give us this best chance. And you see this happening across businesses all the time. A lot of businesses that you know don't actually advertise the number one selling product. Do you really think that Nike's best selling product is the Jordans? Do they sell more Jordans than anything else? No. Does Chevy sell more Corvettes than anything else? No. Does McDonald's sell more Big Macs than anything else? No. But what do they what do they advertise to you? They advertise you the thing that's most likely to get you in to spend money and come back and continue to spend money because they're building a brand on the back of something that they can at least potentially make a profit on the front end, but more likely make a profit off of you as a customer by building a relationship over time. And this is what's ultimately the most important thing, the development of a relationship over time that you can ultimately make a profit on and what you can most realistically continue to sell over time. So what we really need to focus in on here is what products are giving us the best PSM? What products have the best profitable scaling margin? Now, it's not just which products have a profitable scaling margin of three or four. Maybe the best thing is the profitable scaling margin of 1.1, but I can sell 10 times of them, 10 times more of those. If I can sell more of the product with a lower PSM, that might be a good thing. Maybe the product with a PSM of 1.1, meaning that the LTV is just 10% more than the acquisition, that's a better choice because I can sell that thing for 15 bucks. Now, if I can sell a thousand of them for $15, that's at 10% profit, that's actually a lot better than selling 10 things at $100 at a 50% profit for plenty of reasons. Most importantly, cash flow. Second, 
opportunity for continued growth. So what we're really getting down to when focusing on PSM is ultimately what's the best offer for the business model and what we're capable of doing. Now, when this comes down to Facebook ads, what this really means for us is what is the best opportunity for us to send our money out to multiply in the most effective way with the highest level of confidence that gives us the most opportunistic chance over the customer journey to improve the AOV across multiple purchases and ultimately grow the LTV? And what's the thing we can afford to do often enough to use machine learning to our benefit? Now, those are incredibly important questions. And you will see businesses address these in very many different ways. Now, the businesses that I see that go from ad agency to ad agency to ad agency and say they can't make things work is they go for the products with the highest ROAS and try to sell them, and that's great. But if you can't sell more than 10 things a day and your profit margin on that is, say, 20% after sales, I mean, that's great. Don't get me wrong. You're making 10 sales at a 20%. But if you could sell 50 things at, say, a 5%, but you could do that every single day and improve cash flow and ultimately grow your business by 3 to 5% a month, isn't that a lot better? Because by the end of the year, you might be sitting at a 6 to 10 times larger business. And that's the real thing that we have to be focusing on here. Do you want your Facebook ad report to look good? Or do you want to grow a business based on simple business fundamentals around things like projectable outcomes, cash flow, and ultimately business model? Now, I get into a lot of conversations to other quote-unquote expert Facebook marketers. And the vast majority of them are really good at sales, salesmanship getting you to trust them and potentially hacking the way to get a decent ROAS on Facebook, especially if your business is so good you don't need them. But again, that doesn't mean anything because I would much rather acquire 100 customers a day at a lower profit margin at a lower LTV multiplier over what I'm ultimately get a lower PSM because what that means is I'm giving my email and search team a much higher volume of traffic. And if I focus all of my marketing efforts around a very simple thing, instead of promoting five or six products, it's one, how much better do you think I'm going to get at focusing my upsell and improving the LTV of that specific product? I'll give you a hint. It's going to be a million times better. That's hyperbolic than trying to sell five or six things. Also, how much better do you think the machine learning algorithm of Facebook ads is going to be when you focus on doing one thing well instead of doing five things poorly? How much easier is it going to be to manage inventory? How much more volume are you going to get on landing page tests? How much more customer feedback are you going to get on that product to make it better? These are things that really matter. And if you can focus on well, all I need to do is find out this is the best thing that I can get the highest volume on that improves cash flow for my business. And now I can focus the large majority of my day-to-day -day efforts on getting the average person that hasn't bought a second time to get them to buy one more time. What would happen if that LTV grew by 20% merely by getting, instead of one out of 10 people or five out of 100 people to buy a second time? What if 20% more bought? What if you were able to get instead of 5% of people buying a second time? What if it went to 10? What if it went to 20? 
because you got better and better at that post customer journey. You could focus all of your efforts on making that one product and that customer experience around that product a lot better. Now, your PSM goes from maybe a 1.1, 1.2 to potentially a one and a half. Maybe you get it all the way up to a two. I've done that repeatedly. Now you're sitting in a situation where you can confidently begin to focus on the, the, the holy grail of what everybody talks about, which is scaling your business. Because that's ultimately what we're focusing in on. If we can establish a very firm LTV and a very firm cost of goods sold, we can now play around with the CPA. If that CPA continues to be low enough for us to make a continuous cash flow on at a projectable rate, well, we can afford a, highest, a higher uh, CPA. If our CPA remains steady and our COGS remains steady and our LTV gets better, hey, look, we can actually improve, afford a higher CPA. If our COGS go down because of volume, again, we can afford a higher CPA. And this really gets down, again, to scaling. Now, if you're still here, once again, if I've covered a lot of stuff, please feel free to ask questions. You can comment below. You can DM me. You can send me an email. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to links.facebookdisruptor.com. Share this with your friend. Let's get into it how to scale your spend. The honest truth is 90% of the marketers that I talk to get this 100% wrong. They focus on ROAS. Oh, I made 3X ROAS. That means I can spend three times more. That's not true ever because products cost money and you have operating costs for the business. Plus you have to pay the marketer and unless the product is free and you have no overhead and the market is working for zero dollars, a one X, a true one X ROAS for your business is terrible. So here's what we're really getting into. If you can stabilize the LTV and reduce the CPA through consistent dy dynamic creative testing against broad, the most stable and projectable way to use Facebook properly to continue to establish a projectable, reliable, high confidence CPA and then cost average it down. Ultimately, what that means is the PSM continues to grow. And if that PSM continues to grow, then you know, hey. I've got more opportunity to afford a higher CPA. Now we know the ultimately how Facebook works is a simple algorithm. Your bid, what Facebook charges you for a conversion ultimately comes down to a simple equation. It's budget, estimated action rate, and advertiser score. Now you can improve the advertiser score by not investing nearly as much in bad ads which is one reason we never do creative testing by ABO, where we spend the majority of our money on ads that are actually a liability for our business. You can improve advertising score by reducing the load time on your web page, having a better customer experience after they get the product, improving your call center, really talking to your customers and running a better business. Great. Now we have a lower cost of acquisition, so our CPAs come down. Another way to reduce CPA is to improve our estimated action rate, which is ultimately what dynamic creative testing at Broad will let us do, is find ways of letting an ad reach other people that are more likely to respond to it positively in a more projectable fashion that we can then ultimately let the ads do the targeting, because that's also how Facebook works. Remember, if you're still using interest targeting or lookalikes or retargeting, you've, you're five years behind. Broad targeting lets the ads own lookalike audience, which because remember, every ad makes its own lookalike audience, that to go unobstructed into the marketplace and find the users that are most likely to have the best estimated action rate on it. So you win higher quality, higher value impressions for lower cost at 
higher volume and you get premium access to that inventory because Facebook wants to show your ad in front of somebody else's because somebody else's ad is a worse experience for that end user and that ultimately hurts Facebook's bottom line and how they run their business which is attention for profit and maintaining people on the platform it is retention of attention that they sell for profit it's eyeballs for money that's how Facebook works if you're a liability to that you are going to get priced out of the market now, if you improve both of those things, or either one of them, ultimately your CPA comes down. And if your CPA comes down, and your CPA is below what you can afford to acquire a customer, well, we can afford a worse CPA. What's the number one way to most cost-effectively make your CPA worse? Spend more money. Which means, when you actually establish a healthy, profitable scaling margin, you can afford to spend more money. And that's really what we're talking about here, scaling your business. Now, let's say you've, you've raised your profitable scaling margin from a 1.2, which is ultimately what you need in business to break even. Let's say you've improved that profitable scaling margin to a 5, a 1.5. That means we could theoretically spend a little bit more. And so let's say we raise it to a 2. Well, that means we can spend again a little bit more. And what we're really focusing in here is how do we establish a larger margin so that we can continue to increase our spend? Because as you increase spend, that budget goes up, your cost per acquisition goes up. That is why every time you increase the budget, your CPAs get worse. Because Facebook already told you what that math looks like 10 years ago. Now, here's the real fun. If you can make the LTV bigger, you don't even need to worry about making better ads. You don't even need to worry about improving the quality of your business. You can also spend more money. The easiest way of making your LTV bigger is have a higher volume of customers that buy the same thing so that you can ultimately test what happens after the click. So if you find the best available product for you and the most desirable PSM for your business model, you now have three overall variables that you can basically just focus on. You can peg two of them as standard. I know it's going to basically do about this, and I can mess with the other one to make it better. Maybe you know the LTV and the COGS and you continue to reduce the CPA. Hey, my CPA went down by 20%. Great, let's spend 15% more and I'm still going to be making more money. And I'm going to have a higher volume of customers. I'm going to have a higher volume of traffic, which means I'm going to get better SEO. I'm going to have a higher email open rate. I'm going to be emailing more people and I'm going to have a higher search volume. So all those much higher profit margin marketing channels that we have in our business are going to see a higher volume of opportunity. That's how you grow a business. That's how you legitimately make money. That's how you take struggling to maintain a 2X ROAS at $500 a day, you throw that entire business model out of the, out of the window, and you focus on 2 or 3% growth month over month, so that by the end of the year, your business has grown substantially, so that even your absolute worst day next year is twice as good as the absolute best day you had this year. Because that's the real problem that you want to have. Oh, man, we had a terrible day, and it was twice as good as anything that we have, and we were still trying to run our business off of ROAS. Because remember, and I'll finish with this, ROAS is nonsense. It is a math equation built to help the sales pitch that existed for digital marketing 30 years ago, predicated on the concept that attribution is real, which it isn't. And ultimately, none of that helps you understand the cash flow and opportunity volume for your business so that you can plan a quarter or a year ahead.
None of it. ROAS is an inactionable metric there to help with vanity. And as soon as you let that go and you start focusing on things that really matter, LTV, CPA, and COGS, now you can really start to focus on the other three sides of the business, budget, estimated action rate, and advertiser score. And ultimately, all you need to do is get better at one of those things. That's it. If you get better at either LTV, if you get better at CPA, if you get better at COGS, if you have a better advertiser score, or you get better estimated action rate, immediately you can spend more money. And extremely high confidence, extremely stable, highly projectable fashion. So the only thing that really matters in running your business is focus on the actual offer that is something you can afford to invest in with your growth and acquisition dollars that might not be the most commonly selling thing when somebody comes to your store organically, organically, and instead focus on the thing that's gonna give you the best opportunity to grow your business, meeting your business objectives of profit margin or revenue volume or profit volume or customer growth? What is the thing keeping you at $500 a day in spend? Why isn't it a thousand? What is broken in your business that won't let you spend twice as much? If you focus on PSM and start to evaluate where all of your liabilities are, you will directly be able to improve the quality, volume, and ultimately potential of those legitimate high quality assets in your business, taking advantage of more opportunity and ultimately scaling to the moon because you deserve it. So say it with me, kids, ROAS is nonsense. Two more times, ROAS is nonsense. ROAS is nonsense. If you legitimately want to grow your business, it is 100% about profitable scaling margin. And if you disagree with that, my DMs are open, my comments are open, and you can feel free to email me on anything. And if your ad agency still says ROAS is important, believe me, I've got an army full of people that have gone through the Facebook Ads MBA program that are 100% set up to focus on your objectives instead of their bottom line because your growth is good for them too. If you are working with partners who are not aligned with your business objectives that focus on Commission on ad spend and ROAS running Facebook as though it were Google 10 years ago. You deserve better. If people are still focusing on click-through rate and CPC in Facebook, you deserve better. If people are still creative testing with ABO and interest groups, and they're still focusing on lookalike audiences and retargeting for some unknown reason, like you deserve better. And if you want to be better, I've got a lot of opportunities for that too. Go to links.facebookdisruptor.com. Anyway, thank you so much. If you're still into this, 30 minutes into the video, smash the like button, hit subscribe, share this with your friends. You deserve better. Let's go out there and print some money. Because the honest truth is, the math equation is super simple. LTV divided by the sum of the cost per acquisition and the cost of the goods sold. YouTube thinks you might like some of these videos, and don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet. Bye!